listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Sasha, who's the co-founder and CEO of the Australian sustainable furniture company, Coskella, joins us. She left her uncomfortable corporate life at the ASX to start her own business 20 years ago, focusing on environmental and social impact. Now, she's pioneering a company that provides future fit-outs for the offices of CPA, Woolworths, Canva, AMP, Google, Allianz, and Microsoft, whilst making industry-leading moves in sustainable business towards total circularity by 2027, because she sees this as the only way forward to decouple their growth from carbon emissions. In this episode, we talk about the furniture business, evolution, and the focus on sustainability and circularity. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm really well. Thanks for having me, Alison. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, you, and you're based in North Sydney, you're just saying? We are just on the beautiful harbour in Camaragal country. How beautiful. Do you have lots of windows around the perimeter of your office? We do. That looks straight out over the sailing boats and, oh, yeah. <laughs> so pretty. I was flying in last night from Perth and then the Friday before I was flying in from the Sunshine Coast and you just cannot beat that landing. The view's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's oh. so inspiring. Oh. It really makes you realise how, yeah, ridiculously beautiful this city is oh my god totally totally <laughs> all right so before we talk about your business I would love you to introduce yourself to everyone sure so my name's Sasha Tichkowski and I'm the um a co-founder and the CEO of Koskala wow and so who's the other co-founder my husband Russell oh. <laughs> yep wow and how long ago did you find did the business form yeah we started actually a long time ago now so in 2000 yeah um, so 23 years old wow wow <laughs> okay so, so tell us about the business and as we're talking about the business can we kind of talk about what it was like when you launched because it would have just been so much smaller and different to what it is today Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, so the business is a furniture design company um, that um, is very much purpose-led and driven. So um, we have sort of two really important impact pillars, um, First Nations impact and reconciliation, and then also um, sustainability. So um, we have sort of four major markets, um, commercial workplace, universities, so nearly every uni in Australia, schools and um, private homes and and the residential side. Um, So most of our work comes from sort of our B2B side. Yeah. And when we started 23 years ago, We started because I came from a very different background. So I studied law and economics and I was working at the stock exchange and my partner was an interior designer who loved furniture. Um, We were both sort of at a crossroads in our careers and I was either going to continue further on down the corporate path or try something else. And he proposed the furniture idea, um, which when I sort of had a look at the market here and understood it a bit more, like 
there did seem to be kind of a gap in the market for products that fitted sort of the mid-price bracket, I guess. So lots of competition at the bottom end, lots of competition at the top end, and very little product that was being made locally, Um, which, yeah, you know, and we sort of set out to prove, I guess, that um, you could make really high-quality products um, in Australia, maybe somewhat naively. Um, (laughs) Say that when they start using it. I think naivety is good, otherwise you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some benefits to it. Yeah. Um, and when we started, there was no such thing as a social enterprise. So there was no kind of idea around that, you know, sort of things like that, that are really commonplace now. Um, and for me, the motivation was really around trying to create a product, a brand, sorry, a company that reflected our values. Right. What what actual pieces of furniture did you start with? Because you would have had like a very core range when you first launched. Yeah, we had a few different sofas. We did a lot of work with beautiful recycled solid timber. Um, So at the time, um, everything, it was very much the era of kind of minimalism and um, stark white interiors. And so some of the reason for using beautiful sort of Australian recycled solid timbers in sort of simple ways was around creating a bit more warmth and things in those um, spaces. Um, yeah, and then we just grew the product range from there. Wow. How did you come up with the brand name? Well, we actually had a different name when we first registered the business and then a magazine came out with exactly the same name. So right. change it. Um, <laughs> and then we kind of looked and thought about it and tried to come up with other ideas and then in the end, when we sort of looked more and more at other, you know, really well-established um, furniture brands, they almost always had the name of kind of the founders or um, the designers in it, and so we used Russell's surname. Yeah. I thought when you when you mentioned the name, I thought I picked up the brand name in his surname. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. So... I'm sure there's been difficulties along the way. Yes. What, what, are, what are some <laughs> that you'd like to share? Um, definitely right at the beginning when we were starting, it was really hard to get people to um, manufacture for us. So right. we kept getting told sort of over and over again that there was no point trying to do this in Australia, we'd, we, you know, we'd have to go to China because at the time all the manufacturing sector was being offshored. Um, so that was definitely tough. Um, but, you know, through sort of quiet persistence, we managed to um, find really great manufacturing partners to work with, um, some of whom we still work with today. So we've kind of had a 22-year sort of relationship or more. Um and then I think sometimes it's difficult to remain true to your values. Like I think that, um, you know, there can be times when there's sort of a temptation to compromise on them in order to, you know, make short-term financial gains and things like that. And I think um, it's really important to try, like to really hold true to those values. Yeah. 
Um, I think COVID <laughs> was oh pretty okay. <laughs> And I think we're still feeling the aftermath of that, right. actually. So, um, you know, corporates are still trying to work out what the role of the office is. Um, yeah, you know, from a consumer perspective, um, but there's a lot of belt tightening going on. Um, yeah, so. I think that particularly at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. It's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. the retail side of our business um, is definitely sort of experiencing, like, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's your role in the company? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, Kind of a bit of everything. So I, I guess sort of the areas that I've always had primary responsibility for are the impact side of the business, but right. I'm really involved in most aspects of the business um, from driving our sort of overarching circu- like circularity and sustainability goals to, um, yeah, helping drive sales activities, working with customers, overseeing finance working alongside our marketing team. Yeah, Yeah. right. Gosh, you're busy. Let's talk about sustainability and circularity. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's not a new initiative or is it? It is. Yeah. The sustainability has kind of always been embedded in the company, but the idea around circularity hasn't been so and that's really where um I guess it's it sort of reflects our desire to take responsibility for our products for their entire life cycle so um not just kind of you know making something selling it and waving goodbye to it (laughs) um but actually taking responsibility for repairing it trying to ensure that it has as long a life as possible so um, we only launched our circular first circularity action plan a couple of weeks ago, right. and that was really around um, setting ourselves a goal and holding ourselves publicly accountable um, for sort of achieving that goal. Um, and it's a pretty fundamental, um, high impact kind of idea because it actually impacts not only the products we design but also the whole business model. Yes. So what happens, let's just say something needs repairing, do they contact your head office or whatever number and then you send someone out and then they pay for that service or how does it work? Yeah, there's sort of a few different ways. So what we've been doing is making it easier to repair our products. So first of all, we're always happy to do it. So we've had sofas that have come back that are sort of 18 years old, um, that have been refurbished and they look brand new again. Um, So we're happy to do that. But some of the things we've been doing in terms of product improvements and making it really easy to repair products like sofas. So all the covers are now removable, which means we can just send out another cover or we can come out with the service team and do that. Um, And then if people want to, um, maybe they've had some of our products and they're moving and they don't suit the new space or, you know, their life circumstances have changed, then we've now, um, we're about to launch a new take back kind of um, program. Yeah, right. And um, so um, we'll 
um, give customers a credit um, towards a new purchase. We'll take back the products, refurbish them, and then we can sell them on um, under our new brand called Rehome, um, which is like our second life. Yeah, and because we've got customers who love our values and our ethos, but maybe they don't quite have the budget to afford yeah. us. So this gives them an opportunity to um, buy an authentic Costco piece that's been refurbished and is like new. Wow. So where's the showroom for this? Um, also in North Sydney. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it'll all be available online. Online, yeah. Do you find yeah. that many people buy online? Um, for some things and then for other things I think people really want to sit in stuff yeah. for furniture. So, yeah, that yeah. gets a bit harder. Yeah, right. What what would be like the most popular pieces in your range? Uh, easily and hands down one of our sofa ranges called the Quadrant Soft. So it's been around since... <gasps> Oh, like for 10 years, I think now, actually. So, um, and it's still consistently a really good seller. It's just a great design, modular. You can do each module in a different fabric or colour. You can kind of, it grows with you as your living circumstances change. You can just add more modules to it. And it's really lightweight and easy to move around. Um, And it just kind of suits the Australian lifestyle. Yeah, right. Is there an Ottoman as part of that? You can buy separate. There is. Yeah. What kind of fabric cover do you find that's the most popular? Well, we generally find actually people love mixing and matching them. So okay. we've got some really cool recycled denims that we're working with. Um, we've still got some leather, which is always a bit of a favourite, but we are trying to find like a lower sort of embodied carbon, less sort of impactful product, I guess, that performs the same as leather because it it does perform really well in a lot of living areas and in corporate and then we've got a few different fabrics that we really like that sort of fit our criteria that are easy to look after as well. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, yeah, it really sort of depends on your particular circumstances, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, how, how often do you bring out a new range? Um, it really depends. So it depends a little bit on what products we can see a gap for. Yeah. Um, so I sort of have the view that there's no point in designing more stuff unless it, you know, there's really a need for it yeah. and we can add something that's unique to it. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're just really competing on price yeah. and that's really hard to do when you're manufacturing in Australia. So Absolutely. Do you do much travel for, you know, like um, inspiration and things like that? Um, we probably haven't done as much more uh, sort of recently. So yeah. yeah, we sometimes go over to some of the big furniture fairs and things around the world. Um, but often you find inspiration in, you know, the natural landscape and things yeah. like that. And then just in terms of product ideas, it's often from talking with customers and having yes. those direct interactions that you really glean little gems that um, help inform an idea. So true. true. What would you say the focus is for the next six to 12 months? 
Um, it's really around circularity. So we sort of see that as being something that's really critical um, for businesses who want to reduce their scope three emissions. So the stuff that's in their products, um, which for us is where all of our sort of big emissions lie. And and also it's around, you know, trying to look at ways that we can um, reduce our use of virgin materials. So looking at recycled content or biodegradable, just finding some substitutes for some of the products that actually are in most furniture but aren't really great for the environment, particularly things like foam. So um yeah they're fossil fuel derived full of chemicals wow yeah and so we're actively and you know fairly intense kind of looking at other options for that that would be um, and then yeah looking at things like new business models so Gosh. um yeah like why do we own you know when you're a corporate and things why do you need to own furniture what if it was a subscription that enabled you to kind of adapt as your workforce adapts? Yeah. Um, so some quite big sort of um, projects like that. Wow. That's yeah, super interesting. interesting. <laughs> mm. yeah. it's I, a real- I can imagine that your days are absolutely packed because you yeah. you're well <laughs> so varied. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, you, and you're growing the business as well. How, how many staff have you got there? Um, about 22, I think, at the moment. So, yeah, not huge, um, but big enough. Yeah, that is big enough. <laughs> <laughs> so if, for people that are wanting to come and have a look at the range and they're in Sydney, it's best that they actually come to North Sydney and have a look, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're in an amazing location right on the harbour. Um, it was an old submarine uh, training school sub-base platypus um, and there's a beautiful ferry right on our doorstep. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful location. We're soon to have a new parkland that's opening, opening meant to be at the end of this year. We'll see whether they get it finished in time. But um, it's a, yeah, really beautiful example of kind of an urban reuse um, program that's been done really well. Uh, fits in well with your um, business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you always been there or did you move to that location? No, this is our um, fourth showroom. So we uh-huh. had, um, oh, no, fifth, three in Surrey Hills and then more recently we are in Rosebury. So we had a really big 2,000-square-metre-old, 100-year-old sawtooth um, sort of factory space there with a restaurant and things that we set up as well. Um, but once COVID hit, like retail kind of changed and having a seven-day-a-week gigantic sort of store doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. Wow. So it was kind of nice to do something that felt iconically Sydney. Yes. Um, yeah, connected to the harbour, which is sort of such a defining feature of Sydney yeah. Um, yeah. and and offered us sort of an opportunity to do something on a sort of more personal scale with customers. Mm, I love that. Wow. So the URL for everyone to find you would be um, Koskela, spelled K-O-S-K-E-L-A dot com dot A-U. That's perfect. And you've got got everything on the website, haven't you, so that they can have a look. Yeah. Yeah, everything's on there. That's fabulous. Sasha, thank you so much for joining us here today. 
Thanks a lot, Alison. Really appreciate the opportunity.